2019 had its fair share of ups and downs with movies, video games, a bunch of streaming services, and as a podcast where we dedicate our time to the 90s and the early 2000s, sometimes it's good to talk about what actually came out this year. Good old 1080p 4K graphics, whether it be games or movies, we're going to be talking about favorite things from this year for the next couple of weeks here, dedicating one episode per podcast host. So this episode is going to be all about Ryan Michael McNulty from Boston, Massachusetts, and you can check out a brand new episode of the podcast each and every Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas from San Juan, Puerto Rico, joining us to uh, lay back for these first two weeks as we talk about Ryan and mine's uh, favorite things. We have Keith Hamilton from London, Hi. Ontario. Keith, uh, what the hell are you going to be doing these two episodes? Well, I guess I'm going to listen to what you guys thought were your favorite things of 2019 and then judge you because they're probably wrong. Well, let's see what happens because it is all about that man on screen. If you're checking out the video version of Now We Love You Too, we have Ryan McNulty. Ryan, you, you ready, boy? I'm ready. So last year when we did this, there was not a lot of things I experienced from the year 2018 during that year. But 2019, you know, maybe one of my New Year's resolutions was to actually consume content from the year 2019. So I did that in spades, at least in the movie department. I ended up getting a movie subscription thing, basically like a movie pass for my local theater. So I saw a ton of movies this year. I wish I had something like that in my area. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. So check your local theaters, see if they offer something like that. The ones near me do, whether it's um, there's like AMC and in uh, Showcase. Those are the ones that are near me. So yeah, check it out because it is worth it. It kind of forces you to see movies you wouldn't otherwise see. So before I jump into my top three, I do want to get into some honorable mentions, one of which is something I would have probably not seen had it not been for me having that movie pass, essentially. And it's a movie called The Lighthouse. So Juan kind of talked about, oh, it's 2019, 1080p, all that. Well, interestingly enough, this movie, although I'm sure it's shot in high quality, is uh, presented in black and white in like a four by three aspect ratio. And it stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And it's basically the most minimalist movie ever where it's just two guys who work at a lighthouse and at face value, that's basically what the movie is and just going through their work shift and some weird stuff's going on. But there's a whole layer underneath that it's one of those movies that you can read essays about or go on Reddit and look up theories and stuff. Um, it's made by the same studio that did some uh, similar movies like Midsommar and Hereditary. It's not the same director as those movies, um, but the same studio who seems to do these kind of offbeat, interesting kind of horror-esque movies. But uh, anyway, both their acting performances are phenomenal in this movie. So um, it's just an honorable mention, so I won't spend too much time on it. But it's a really interesting movie. Great performances and worth checking out. And it's good that you mentioned that. Yeah. I'm so glad we've hit the point that four by three is like the the fancy thing to do with a movie. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need that many sides, but it's good that you brought up Robert because, you know, with all the rumors about possible movies, Batman, etc., People have just been poking fun at, ha, he's the Twilight Man, but Twilight was over 10 years ago. So 
just talking a little bit about him, like how how did you feel he did in the movie? He was absolutely phenomenal. I, I haven't seen a ton of his movies, to be fair, but certainly this is the best performance I've seen from him. And there is an amazing moment that'll shock you and you'll never expect uh, Robert Pattinson to do. But uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And yeah, his performance is phenomenal. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, but... Yeah, keep going, keep going, because I feel yeah, like you're, okay. you're moments away from spoiling All right, that. So, another honorable mention, uh, it's a movie most of us have probably seen, is Toy Story 4. Uh, I thought it was a very funny movie, and the fact that they didn't screw it up, you know, 3 ended very well. So, oh, everyone God. was worried. Every time I think about the ending of that 3, my or the ending of 3, my heart yeah. just breaks yeah. again. Now, that oh. was... Yeah, it... Yeah, that was a tough one to get through, but just, it was a real tearjerker. But anyway, Toy Story 4, it's, I don't think it's as good of an ending as 3 if this is the last one, but it belongs amongst the other movies. So, they didn't screw it up. It was a great movie. So, that's why I wanted to honorably mention it. So, now on to my actual list so this is in no particular order just my you know overall top three so we're jumping into another movie and this is detective pikachu so Mm. this is on my list for a couple reasons number one it was amazing just to see the pokemon in kind of a live action scenario and i give them so much credit for making it work it it feels okay i like the concept of rhyme city where there's no pokeballs and people they kind of live amongst the pokemon because that was a great excuse for them to show off as many pokemon as possible they didn't have to force these situations where there had to be a battle or or going into the wild or whatever it was a nice natural way of being able to have all these cool pokemon running around the whole time that's one aspect i love and i also just love that hey this is an actual video game movie that doesn't suck is it perfect no but it doesn't suck and that's the best part. And Ryan Reynolds, of course, carries this movie. It's just, it was really fun. If you're a Pokemon fan, you will enjoy this movie. If you're a Pokemon fan, you've probably already seen this movie. But it was nice to get an actual good video game movie. Yeah, yeah I Detective don't think the Pikachu plot was, was good. Awesome. Yeah, but I don't think the plot was great. It definitely, uh, it, it, it triggered a lot of parts of me that I didn't even know I could get offended so badly by a movie. But from a visual perspective, the presentation, you could tell they poured a lot of love into the movie. And like you mentioned, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, his his charisma and everything about the movie just makes yeah, it very memorable. Yeah, you take him out of the movie and it could easily be a complete flop. It becomes a video game movie at that point. And yeah, I'm pretty much with Juan there where I don't think the plot is anything to write home about, but the moment to moment stuff in that movie is just phenomenal, especially as a Pokemon fan. And I won't ruin the twist at the end, but the Ryan Reynolds twist at the end is probably (laughs) one of my favorite things of this year. It is so good. (laughs) Good. Good being absolutely relative. And because it's legal in Canada, I'll say that something that goes really good with Detective Pikachu, edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Get recreational with that video game movie. So what, what do we got next, Ryan? All right. So this one probably should not be a surprise to anyone because I've waited two years for this. But WoW Classic is definitely on my top for the video game portion of 2019. That That's where... 
you know, on the video game side, I did not play a ton of new games that came out this year. But WoW Classic, it's not a new game, but it did come out. It counts. Yeah, it did get re-released in 2019. So ever since they've announced the game, you know, two years ago that they were bringing the original World of Warcraft back, I've been super hyped for it. So when it came out in late summer, I was just completely hyped i took a week's vacation my friend and i we just played far too many hours of that game and it's just been an amazing experience to go back and experience the game as it was 15 years ago and i never was able to do a lot of the stuff in the original world of warcraft a lot of the end game stuff so to get that opportunity because in an mmo it's not like you can just go back and replay the old stuff it just mmos don't work like that so to have that opportunity in an mmo is a rare thing i'm still not level 60 because i've really slowed down but i am level 56 i believe now so I'm, i'm pretty close i've had a lot of fun there's something about that game that just you you don't have in modern MMOs, um, the atmosphere and just people wanting to, you know, work together. It's not a, just this single player game that World of Warcraft has become just the magic. It's not, you know, you're never going to recreate 15 years ago, but it's damn close. And it's been an amazing experience. It became a little phenomenon when it was originally released a few months ago. Just everybody, the excitement around WoW Classic was just like intoxifying with how excited everybody got about it. And so, are you're still playing it uh, today, right? Yes. H- how are they doing with updating it? Because I've kind of, I need to still stay arms reach away from that thing because I know how bad it goes for me. Like, have they added any more content, any more patches or anything like that? Yeah, so they initially said there was going to be phases where they were going to bundle features together. Like things such as, you know, the extra dungeon, which is like Dire Mall. Mm-hmm. And the PvP that was all supposed to like come out together in a phase two. And they've kind of called an audible and are sort of releasing things a little bit more scattered. So they released Dire Mall maybe a month and a half ago. And then the um, PvP system, the honor system came out maybe like three weeks ago. So they're kind of scattering things out. I think they know all the hardcore people that rush to 60 and they're able to crush all the end game raids in about two Please hours. Be careful. <sighs> They, they, felt, they felt that really, you know, that top 10% was going to get bored. So I feel like they're just releasing stuff to keep them engaged where it's, I'm still not 60. So yeah, because they got to look at really the numbers care. and there must have been quite a drop initially because we, we've talked about this before. It is included with the subscription service. So it's not like somebody buys the game and then has to subscribe like it's included like that so keith i mean i'm just saying you can you can spend a month and if you don't like it you can you can have a life man yeah everything's down to one layer at this point i know layering was this thing where it was essentially a way from them to handle the server overloads but now everything is down to kind of how it would have been in classic where if you're on the same server and you go to a zone Anyone who's in that zone on that server will be there. Okay, so hypothetically, 
if someone were to like start, let's say, a warrior and try and get, I don't know, Quell Serrar because they never did it originally in WoW Classic and always wanted to, how much time do you think that would take? Roughly. Uh, days of gameplay. <laughs> Especially if you leveled as a solo warrior, it, that is the slowest leveling class. It, it's a long haul. I'll, I don't I'll be know. honest. I did a holy paladin back in the day. Let's talk warrior, about slow. I think warrior is still the slowest. Hmm. But o- overall, though, see, now that I've gotten a character up to like, um, you know, I'm four levels away from max level. I did start in alt at one point earlier, but now like playing that level 50 i'm just like oh hell no i i ain't leveling another character through all the 30s you gotta choose the one 40 zones yeah it's it is such a commitment and uh you know i only have so much time and i've already put so much time into this other character it's uh yeah i'm just not willing to put it put in that much more time it's like i want to get my 160 i want to do all the as far as i can get in the raids and i think i'll be happy yeah so this year has been a pretty substantial year not just for wow classic but like the original Baldur's Gate uh, games also came out so it seems like a perfect time for just like all these older games and it is going to be interesting with uh 2020 you know we have the new consoles just around the corner like are we going to double dip in this well of like well Maybe we had this MMORPG, so now maybe another one can shine or some older games can be brought back. Uh, everybody watching and listening, please, social media, a cast of the past, let us know our friends. And with that being said, Ryan, what do we got next, buddy? All right. So this final pick is another movie, and it's something, it's a movie I don't think is getting talked about enough. It's a movie called Good Boys, and this is a comedy that was written by the same people who wrote Superbad. Was that that kid movie? Yes. It, okay. Well, it's, no, it is. It's Superbad, basically. It is super. It is the but with like little kids. Yeah, it's like the middle school version of Superbad. Okay. And okay, I'm intrigued. It, unsurprisingly, I, rem- I remember seeing a trailer for this and thinking it looked stupid. The Good Boy or the Good Boys? What's it called? It's called Good Boys. So it was written by. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who are the same people who wrote Superbad. So naturally, it feels like that kind of movie. It is absolutely, without question, the funniest movie I've seen this year. Like I said, not enough people are talking about it because I think it's on the level of Superbad hilariousness. They do an amazing job of capturing what middle school kids are like and how they think they understand things about the world but completely don't and it is just so funny how just they i can't express enough how perfectly they capture it and just how kids think they're cool in middle school it it is unbelievable so you guys seriously I'm sure it's available to rent on Prime at this point. Or and it's wherever. an R-rated movie, right? Because yeah, when you were oh, saying yeah, middle is, school, I was like, oh, so very, it's got to be like a PG version of it. Yeah, I feel bad for the parents who, you know, the kids were cast in this movie because the stuff that they say in this movie is absolutely, <laughs> yeah, it is completely rated R. Very, very rated R. Like I said, it's middle school super bad. So think of that level of kind of raunchiness and it is that, but it is so hilarious 
You've uh, you've left me interested because, like I mentioned, I saw the trailer for that and thought to myself, "Well, this looks kind of dumb. I'm not uh, not really interested in this at all." But your pitch there, I'm I'm intrigued now, at least a little intrigued, and I'll give it a shot. If it's one of your favorite things of the year, I'll give it a shot and report back. Yeah, it really is. I was gonna say, if you like that seth rogan style of humor you know jonah hill those types of those ensemble movies they've kind of done i like like it when it's controlled because i think it can get a little too far like you can go a little too far with it give us an example like there's a bunch of these movies like uh the the end of the world this this is the oh this is yeah this is the end that was too far that's too far. Yeah, I could see that's too far. But I, I think it's on the level, like I said. I mean, super bad, I keep saying but it. Like, but that is the perfect. That is the perfect movie in, as far, in, to yeah. like use as an example. What did you think of Knocked Up, Ryan? I liked it. I, I was a big fan of pretty much all the Seth Rogen movies that were coming out during that time. Pineapple Express, uh, Knocked Up, Super Bad. This is the end I did enjoy, but I, I can see where Keith says it might have been a little too over the top. But uh, yeah, it, I think it's absolutely on that level. I think it's possibly because there's not really any big star power in this movie that it kind of flew under the radar. But it is a it without question the funniest movie this year. I'm going to have to uh, check that out. You mentioned Superbad. Mm-hmm. I actually watched that on Sling earlier in the year. Must have been the first time I watched it in like, man, like nine years or something like that. It's weird looking at Jonah Hill because it's like you see the diversity that Jonah Hill has now, right? With like the Netflix series and all that. So it almost feels like a parody of Jonah Hill. Like I was watching that and it's like, are, are you acting or are you making well, fun of yourself? Is, <laughs> I feel like I've seen Superbad so many times that I always still associate like Emma Stone and Jonah Hill with Superbad. That's just totally. so ingrained. Um, I'll throw out another honorable mention here real quick, though. Uh, I saw Zombieland 2, like Double Tap. And that, although it's not, I wouldn't say it's as good as the first movie. It is just a fun movie. And it's totally worth just going along for the ride. It's pretty much, it's weird to think of it almost nostalgic because it came out like, what, 10 years ago, which is crazy to think. It seems like that movie only came out like three years ago, but it's really been that long. Um, But that was also another really fun movie to just go back, um, kind of, you know, revisit those characters in, you know, it's not the most creative new plot, but it's just really fun to watch. That's one I do want to watch eventually. It was one of those things, though, that I love the first Anchorman, but I hated the second one. Like, hated. I walked out of the movie theater. Like, I disliked it that much. So, with Zombieland, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to do that. But something you that won't we... Be, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Okay. All okay, right. I, I trust you, Ryan. That's all I'm saying. But something we want to do is with all these episodes, kind of go back and, and pick out our favorite episode, whether it be because of the topic, the the discussion that happened, something surprising. So in your case, Ryan, out of all the episodes we've worked on, whether it be game, movie, etc., cetera, uh, which one was your, your favorite? So this year, my favorite episode was one I didn't expect to, to be my favorite until after we recorded it but it's actually going to be and thank you keith it's going to be the see no evil review (laughs) now i say thank you only only half only half committedly because 
I had to sit through that movie. But I felt that that was one movie where it was really fun to pick apart because, you know, none of us are film experts, but that movie is so poorly done that even, you know, even us can easily dissect and pick apart just how bad some of these things are. Not a lot of meat on that bone there. <laughs> no. I mean, the the editing where it, it looked like, you know, if you're a WWE fan, it, it seemed like the people who edit the Titantron videos basically edited this movie in the exact same style. Just the, the terrible acting and how it wasn't even scary for a horror movie. There was, you know, they didn't even, they couldn't even rely on jump scares, all that stuff. Um, I, it was just a ton of fun. And, you know, we had a lot of laughs just picking apart the stupidity of that movie. And of course, how could Keith forget about what the dog does at the I end of the movie? I was just about yeah. to say, I think about that scene at least once a week ever since we've watched that movie. So I still there's there was a sequel to the damn thing. We got to talk about yeah, that one oh at some God. point next year. Do I don't know though? how that happens. Oh oh boy, God! What a bad movie that was. Pour yeah, that one was out for Jacob. Good night. <laughs> so Absolutely. anyway, that's one where if you want to see us really pick apart a uh, terrible horror movie, it's in the archives right now. Whether it's on your podcast platform on YouTube, it. Yeah, you just need to hear our take on it, and you don't even have to watch the movie. Trust me. We'll, no, we'll, you know we what? did You're the work better for, for it. Yeah, that, that's one of the rare cases where it's like, you know what? Listen to us and let the the imagination do all the work. But Ryan, in your case, to sort of close things off, you mentioned that in 2018 you didn't consume a lot of stuff from that year. Something that a lot of people are saying for video games, but I want to take it to you in general for this year. It's like. There was a lot of solid video games, but not a lot of like groundbreaking stuff. Having seen the panoramic view of like you have the subscription service to go to the movie theater, you know, you have access to a lot of the consoles. What did you think of 2019? In terms of video games? Video games, movies, like entertainment. Uh, well, I think on, on the movie side, it was pretty solid, although I think it's a, it's been a little bit heavy on the nostalgia. It, and I say this as the guy who's like, playing Pokemon games and playing WoW Classic. Uh, certainly the movie industry, I think one of the the kind of markings of 2019 is going to be Disney shitting out a bunch of crappy remakes, right? We got Dumbo, we got The Lion King, Aladdin. we got Aladdin, we got Lady and the Tramp on Disney+. Plus. We got that bad Little Mermaid ABC thing. So, yeah, that that... And then you kind of go outside of that and you had men in black international. So the millennial nostalgia, nostalgia is in full effect and I'm just cherry picking the ones I like, <laughs> but that kind of was the marking of 2019 to me was just the nostalgia in full force. So I'm looking forward to uh, what Keith is going to be talking about in two weeks, but next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's my time. I'm going to be talking about some of the things that I can't be a hypocrite because we're talking about nostalgia. My list is going to be about 2019, but it's going to rely heavy on nostalgia. So if you want to keep an eye out for future episodes, if you're on YouTube, consider subscribing. If you're on your favorite podcast app and you enjoy what we're doing, consider leaving a five-star review, whether it be on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, etc. Reach out to us on social media or on our Discord. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Oh, God. On our Discord. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I, I'm so nostalgic about this, Keith. Uh, a cast of the past.com slash Discord. And let us know out of 2019, what were the highs? What were the lows? There's a lot of stuff that's easy to overlook because of all these subscription services. Maybe we can talk about that on a future episode of a cast. To the past. Keith, you better not be cheating on your list because you're you're listening to Ryan now, but then you got me next week. So you got two weeks to prepare. That better, that better be a damn good episode, Keith. Don't worry. I'm already 15 iterations into my list. I've changed it so many times. There's just so much good this year. So is the honorable mention just going to be the original list you wrote? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Oh, snap. All right. Time for iteration 16. I didn't have 16. the flu this year. And mine's on time. Yay. 